Hello and welcome back to The Conversation. I post episodes twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays on pretty much whatever I like. So welcome. So, I'm single at 35. Cue the wailing and gnashing of teeth worthy of a biblical tragedy. (laughs) Bambi Kentaro, she's still not married. Eh, what happened? In some circles, I imagine this being said in the tone of someone who has received the news that I have been diagnosed with a terminal illness. I know because I too have been guilty of this foolishness. Saying things like, that chick is still single, but she's a babe. As if that has anything to do with anything. In some ways, this topic is intensely boring to me. Not because it's not important. Of course it is. But I doubt I'm going to say anything that you haven't heard before in some way, shape, or form. It seems obvious to me that marriage and family are important. Not only do they seem to be the best vehicle through which we'll fulfill our biological imperative to reproduce, they also fulfill a deep need for connection, support, and meaning. And they give us something to do to pass the time, to stave off ennui and existential crises that may leave us wondering what the hell is the point of it all anyway. <laughs> this has been the case since the first caveman bonked his future missus over the head with a club and dragged her back to his cave. And I suspect it will be true in a thousand years whether we are choking on a thick cloud of unbreathable air, living on planet Kepler 1649C, or downloading our consciousness onto the latest hardware. (laughs) Actually, probably less so in that last scenario. The point is, strong, stable families are great. I think everyone should have one. And by extension, marriage, which forms the basis for traditional families, is important, right? But something is clearly going wrong, both in the choosing to start and to remain in traditional marriages. An institution with such seemingly obvious benefits should be recommending itself. It shouldn't need such a slew of PR, and once you are married, so much secrecy, putting up with, and general confusion that we often see. The whole process seems to be plagued with a whole host of problems, including a mismatch in supply and demand, unrealistic expectations, and a divergence in the evolution of what men want from women and what women want from men. For example, it's been hinted at in countless little ways that no man cares about all my degrees. Never mind that I actually have just the one. Or the fact that our team would win every game of trivia at the family barbecue. So what's the recommendation? Is there a drop-off point where I can return these qualities in exchange for the quote-unquote more desirable ones? Last week, YouTube channel Lisa Kusima posted a video to the Facebook page of Ugandan online marketplace Fresh Peaches, captioned, Are you tired of dating without getting the ring? Or do you want to position yourself to be a wife? End quote. The title is self-explanatory. And as you can probably imagine, the comments were varied and, shall we say, spicy. Go check out that post for a good laugh because some of those comments are hilarious. For example, someone commented, I disagree with strategizing. Everything should happen naturally. End quote. To which one Vani Mugaga responded, My dear, 
We strategize for everything and have been doing so since childhood. We strategize for schools, pocket money, good grades, joining uni, jobs, promotions, transfers, work trips, etc. This world is all about positioning yourself. Things of happening naturally should be left to plants. <laughs> Why should the rules change for love? See, I hated the fact that all people that approached me were broke leeches and I was tired of the dingy dating pool until a good friend of mine pointed me to new hangouts with classy people and introduced me to new circles of friends. Now my dating pool is worlds apart from the pond where I started. Kati, my sister, leave natural things for roadside flowers. Strategize already. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> this comment finished me. A comment I liked from one Kateo NM said, No need to be salty and take this personally for no reason. There's nothing wrong with working on yourself to become wife material. It's not an insult. There are women who want this and women who don't. She's not dumping on women who don't, so leave her be. And this nonsense of hindering women's emancipation and progress, please just stop. Women empowerment should include letting all women want what they want without beating them with judgment. End quote. We could actually just stop right there because Kateo has summed up my own sentiments pretty well. Although there is some debate about what constitutes quote-unquote wife material or indeed whether it has an equally critical companion in husband material. But you signed up for at least 10 minutes, so let's press forward. The conversation on this Facebook post made me think of a recently popularized phenomenon in pop culture discourse called a quote-unquote pick-me. According to the Urban Dictionary, a pick-me is a woman that is willing to do anything for male approval. She will even embarrass or throw other women under the bus to achieve this goal. The unfortunate thing about a pick-me is usually the men they are trying to seek approval from are of poor quality and treat women badly, leaving real bene literal benefit for the pick-me. <laughs> End quote. And I guess the male version of a pick-me is a simp. Now, the tone of some of the responses to the Facebook post gave me the impression that some commenters considered the original poster to be a quote-unquote pick-me. This, I felt, was unfair and highlights a trend of women being unfairly branded with this label when they speak in glowing terms about their search for a partner or marriage. As are men who are simply being decent boyfriends and husbands to their partners when they are labeled simps. Now, my mother always says I dislike confrontation, so perhaps I love sitting on a fence. But I can't fathom a world in which I would get upset at a woman giving advice to young women who want to get married. On the other hand, I was gratified to see a range of opinions. Ugandan women are clearly thinking for themselves. See, I told you that I love offense. So anyway, what I took away from the post is that there are as many perspectives on marriage as there are women in the world. Some see it as the holy grail and others see it as the height of irrelevance. Some who are married portray it as the source of all happiness and others as the very pit of despair. So what is the truth? I suspect it is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, I already warned you that I wouldn't be breaking any news on the channel today. So what is my point anyway? Why have I gathered you here? 
I guess the point I want to make is this. In my opinion, marriage is a wonderful ideal for reasons that I have already outlined. If you disagree with that premise, that's perfectly fine. If you wholeheartedly subscribe to it, that's fine too. As I said, there are as many views on this as there are women and indeed men. And in my experience, here are, you know, just five archetypes of views that a 21st century woman might hold on the subject. Karunji grew up in a traditional home with traditional values. She has always known that she wants to be a wife and a mother. As a teenager, she was already looking at boys seriously and thinking about her mother's advice about how to spot a good partner. By 20, she's wifed up and by 30, her nest is full. She and her husband decide early on that she would be a stay-at-home mom while the children are young. She faces some challenges, but for the most part, she is content. Mirembe has never wanted to marry. Nothing about the institution appeals to her vision for herself or her life. She doesn't fault those who get married. In fact, she can even argue logically for many of its benefits. It just isn't for her. Achen is living her best life. She's open to marriage, but it's not her life's mission, so she might wait a while before settling down. Nanjago grew up in a very toxic home environment, surrounded by example after example of horrible marriage. She's been told that it can be different, but she's not quite sure yet and is in no hurry to undertake the experiment herself. She might take some time to deal with her own healing first. Natukunda has always wanted to get married, but she also has other interests. She's watching that biological clock because she definitely wants children, but she also wants to find the right partner. A team has no interest in men. When the girls were screaming about some cute boy, she never, ever understood why. I could be any of these women. What does it matter? All these paths are valid. Men often rail against being held to one impossible standard. So this variety of women should be good news. Women are a varied and complex group. This shouldn't distress anyone. Whatever flavor of woman you want, there she is. Career woman, a stay-at-home mom, a homemaker, a free spirit, and any number of combinations and permutations of a whole host of qualities. The challenge, I think, comes from the perception that women want it all. Some of them want a career, but they also want a rich husband (laughs) to give them money. (laughs) Perhaps. But is this so strange? Men want a beautiful, voluptuous woman who can cook, clean, pray, breastfeed, looks good, is smart, is interesting, makes him laugh, but also knows just when the hell to shut up. We all want the sun, moon, and stars. This is not unusual. What is strange is trying to fit everyone into this cookie-cutter life that is no guarantee for success. My friends and I have a running joke about how in an ideal world, picking a partner would be kind of like a game show called Build a Babe, in which you get to pick and mix all the qualities that you want. This is not necessarily about whether or not potential partners are good enough. I like to think it is a commentary on how complex choosing a partner can be, And even more crucially, growing with and nurturing that partnership. And therefore, I say to anyone who gives a damn about my opinion on this, be true to yourself. Why hide because of what a stranger may say or think? 
If you really want to get married, say that. Shout it from the rooftops. Tell anyone who will listen. Tell your relatives and friends and ask them to set you up with a good match. Go online dating. Speak to a matchmaker. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Surely one of them just might make the cut. It may be a tedious and exhausting process and you will give up often and try again often. Believe me, I know. So you don't want to get married, not necessarily because of any trauma or because you hate men, or maybe you do, I don't know, but you have no interest in the institution as a whole. Then don't get married. Who is going to check you, boo? Some things will be more difficult, like perhaps buying a home, retirement plans, etc. Make an evaluation, make a plan B, and then decide which is the greater evil. So you don't even know if marriage is for you. Okay. What are your current convictions? Pursue them with everything you have. Who is stopping you? So no one really asked me, but here is my opinion. To any young man or woman listening to me and and, and, and like me trying to figure out what is going on. Marriage can be wonderful. We have seen that. But it can also be a pit of despair. We have seen that too. Sorry, not sorry for the clickbait, but I don't actually know why you are single or unattached. But you know who does? You. Sit with that knowledge and insight and then live your life with your whole chest. Don't shrink yourself because of some standard that others have set for you. If you run from yourself, you'll be wondering why after all the quote-unquote pick-me behavior, you were never picked. Or indeed you were picked but are now deeply unhappy in a broken marriage. I always wanted to speak on this, but for, uh, for a long time I thought... I'd have to wait until I was married with like a thousand children. Perhaps then my opinion might hold some weight. But no, I'll say it now with no cover, when I have to stand on the strength of my conviction and risk growing old alone, surrounded by a hundred cats. (laughs) But I think that Danish philosopher, theologian, poet, social critic, and religious author, Soren Kierkegaard put it well marry and you will regret it don't marry you will also regret it marry or don't marry you will regret it either way laugh at the world's foolishness you will regret it weep over it you will regret that too laugh at the world's foolishness or weep over it you will regret both (laughs) wow this guy was really a barrel of laughs my guy kakagad clearly loves offense even more than i do Well, to state the obvious, I think what Kierkegaard was trying to say is that it's not marriage itself or indeed being unattached that brings happiness or misery. It's all the work, all the living that you do around it that makes all the difference. Or at least that's my own personal interpretation. Thanks for listening. Give us a like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed this episode. And follow me on Twitter at Eskentaro to continue the conversation. I hope you'll be back for the next one. Goodbye for now.